Hey everyone, welcome to episode 106 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Andrew Lay, the CEO and co-founder at Bowie Health. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me, Jared. Absolutely. I'm excited for, for us to finally talk. Uh, you and I were just chatting a little bit about how I used to be in Boston and now I'm away from the snow down in Florida, which is good for now. I guess it's not going to be that great in the summer is what everyone has told me, but uh, I'll take it for now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy that you're missing out on another winter. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it ends up going. I get called from family and friends all the time that are complaining about it, but it's, it, you're truly in a really beautiful area. Like winter is not that great, but you know, the other three seasons are really nice. So, but I'm excited to have you on. I think we should dive right into it. If you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, kind of how you got to where, to, uh, where we are today, uh, where you are today, and then we'll go into uh, Bowie Health. Sure. So uh, my name's Andrew. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Bowie Health. Um, I started the company back in 2013. I'm a physician by training. Uh, I actually started the company when I was still in med school. So the backstory is um, I was at Harvard. I was going to go be a neurosurgeon. And then my last rotation, I was in the emergency room. And I kept seeing all these patients who were Googling their symptoms before running to the ER. Um, so real story, you know, I saw a woman with a jammed finger followed by a man who had an ulcer on his foot from a history of uh, poorly controlled diabetes the ulcer had become infected and we had to amputate his leg that night. And I still remember, you know, talking to the first woman and saying like, Hey, you're fine. You can go home. She pulls out these printouts from the internet and telling me why she thought her finger was broken and why she was there. Very next patient. You know, when I told him, sir, I'm so sorry. Had you come in two days ago, we could have saved your leg. He pulls out printouts from the internet telling me why he had waited and why he didn't think we should amputate. Uh, unfortunately, right around then my dad got really sick. Um, he had a mini stroke. He didn't go to the doctor. I found out about it months later. And, you know, I was like, why don't you call me? And he said, you're working. I was like, oh my God, you know, why didn't you Google it? And he said, you know, I don't trust what I find on Google. And for me, that was this very emotional kind of tipping point. Uh, three months before graduating, I took this extremely delusional sabbatical from school. Joke in the family is that my dad had a second stroke when I told him that I was going to go do this. Um, and just became obsessed with this idea that you have all these different front doors of healthcare. You know, I was in the emergency room, that's a front door, right? And you have primary care, you have mini clinics, you have urgent cares. Um, and then today, you know, you have all these virtual front doors now, telemedicine, I guess more traditionally, but every single day, you know, Jared, you're probably interviewing folks that created a new virtual front door uh, for this new specific part of the population. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's great. I, I think the, what's missing, though, is that just to extend the metaphor a little bit, if those are all the front doors, well, the sidewalk to those front doors is still Google, where 72% of Americans start their healthcare journey. And when we started to really unpack, hey, what are people trying to solve for when they're hopping on the internet to figure out what to do? It, what we really identified was that when you get sick, you suddenly have to become both clinically trained like a doctor, but then you, on top of that, like right after that, you then have to become like an insurance expert to figure out 
you know, once I do know clinically what's going on, here's where I should go that's in network for me. Both of those knowledge gaps are really hard to fill, period. And so what ends up happening, you know, you pick up your phone, you call your mom, like, hey, what should I do? Or you turn to the cheapest and easiest way to get any semblance of guidance, which is just Googling it. And ultimately that leads to poor outcomes at higher costs, as I was seeing, because you're reading some flat content really meant to sell your eyeball to a pharma ad, not to help you understand clinically what's most likely gone and then navigate you to uh, in-network care. So that's what we built uh, for the last seven years. The first four years really focused on the clinical side. It, we built this AI chatbot that helps you think through um, exactly what's going on with you clinically. It basically feels like you're texting with someone who's a clinician, but it's actually really a computer program. And then once we help you figure out clinically what's going on, if we then understand who you work for or who your insurer is, we then help you navigate into your in-network service, your in-network doctors, your in-network um, point solutions, your in whatever that front door is, that's going to get you, you know, the care that you need, if at all, you know, to ultimately get you better. So that's what we're up to. Um, I'm excited to chat with, chat with you today about it, Jared. Yeah, I remember. So I, I heard about you prior to last year, you know, as the start of the pandemic, but then I started hearing about you in, like in my LinkedIn feed all the time, uh, especially after the, the pandemic. Can you talk us through what, what was one of the like big focuses for the company as, uh, as COVID started to hit in like March of April last year? Like, obviously you still had the core business, but what, was there anything that you ended up like changing uh, with the business or adding to the product that really, you know, move things forward and help patients? Yeah. Uh, great question, Jared. So you know, we think about the problem we're trying to solve is really around healthcare navigation, right? It's being that sidewalk. Well, in January of last year, we were looking at what was happening in China in terms of COVID and said, this was 100% going to come to the United States. And this is going to be a huge problem. And so we actually sprinted for about 11 days to update Bowie for purposes of understanding COVID and launched uh, our a COVID specific version of buoy in early February. And the purpose here was to help you, you know, we think of the pandemic as uh, highlighting the, uh, a core problem that you usually have three times a year tops when you do get sick and you need healthcare navigation. But now healthcare navigation seemingly was like a daily occurrence. It's like, you know, uh, do I go to the grocery store? Do I go to work? Can I see my family? Uh, I was exposed to someone for 10 minutes. Is that an exposure? You know, if I have a cough, what, are, you know, what should I do next? You know, healthcare navigation became like a, um, a very common uh, problem. And the, in the root of it was the fact that we're in a pandemic. And so releasing that in early February, we started to see, because we have about, you know, um, 10 million people coming to Bowie and using the product uh, throughout the United States, we started to see um, the spread of the disease as it was going through the country. Across 17 different states, we would see before a confirmed case would pop up in that area, we would actually see a hotspot where someone would say, you know, I had the right symptoms, I had the right travel history back when that was, you know, a big uh, sign of, uh, of, of risk. 
Um, and then weeks to, you know, days to weeks later, you would see a confirmed case actually pop up in that area. Right around then, you know, turn around like March timeframe, we saw states and big insurance companies start to get completely inundated with calls for help. And you saw telemedicine, which definitely had its moment in the sun, but actually like so many different telemedicine services started to break under the strain of how many people were calling. And you started to realize right away that you know, telemedicine is awesome, but it shouldn't be, it's not very scalable as a triage tool, given that you still need doctors on the other end, you know, picking up the phone. And so we started realizing, well, what we're doing, you know, on buoy.com for these millions of people, we could start to do more in a more focused way for a particular state or for a particular payer. And so we were um, uh, adopted as the COVID navigation um, company for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Virginia, United Healthcare, Cigna, Humana, Optum, Express Scripts. So altogether, we had, you know, um, I think that the count we had was like 180 million Americans had access to some version of buoy to help them figure out what was going on with them for COVID. Fast forward two months, we started hearing a lot about the next problem, which was once the pandemic had died down a little bit, that a lot of employers were going to have to be faced with reopening in the face of the, the pandemic still around, right? There's no vaccine. We're going to have to open our economy, um, you know, with COVID being a, a big part of your daily reality. And so we then built a second kind of iteration of our product called Back With Care that basically enabled a particular employee to screen themselves before they came into work. You know, if they weren't symptomatic or they weren't exposed, they would get a pass, they would be able to go into work. If they did have an issue though, we would then navigate them into services just like we would do, you know, in our kind of core day job. And so that launched, um, I want to say early June. So again, right before that was really necessary. And now we've started to turn our attention to the vaccine rollout and how we can help there as well. Given that, again, it's actually very much a navigation problem. And so you've seen this just intense um, shifting set of needs during the pandemic, all of which go back to kind of the core problem we're trying to solve, which is navigating healthcare. Um, and so we felt like it was our obligation and really our, in, our, in our sweet spot to, to evolve alongside the needs of the pandemic. One of the, the really interesting things too, I find about your, your company and, and your platform is so many startups in the, in the healthcare space, like you, you think, oh, they're in healthcare, they're, they're also helping people. It, some do, right? But, but not all uh, actually do that. And I, I think you have the, you know, the best of both worlds. You're, you're in, a, in a great space, you have a fast growing business and you actually pr provide uh, genuine help to, to patients. I mean, when you were talking about, you know, your story about how things started and people would search in Google and they would tell you, well, 
actually like this is what I read on that which is which is also funny by the way because they're they're talking to a, a doctor about I, I always see it happen too like they'll argue well actually I think it's this because I read this and sometimes they're right right they're not always yeah. uh, wrong but what one of the interesting things is when you search on Google too sometimes it's not even a, a, a physician or other type of clinician that's giving you that feedback like uh what is it uh like in the past, like Yahoo Answers and like, what's the Quora or something like that'll come up and uh, it'll be like Al, <laughs> your, your neighbor down the road saying, well, I think it's this. And uh, so you, you really put together a, a really great solution for, uh, for, for patients. And I, I think you also were in a good position to provide additional value uh, when the pandemic hit. So, you know, thank you for, for everything that you've done with the business so far and, and everything that you will continue to do. Oh, thanks, Jared. I actually just to address what a couple of things you brought up there. Um, so funny story, I was actually giving a talk uh, a few years ago about a lot of the trends we were seeing when people are searching for their symptoms online. And we specifically talked about the percentage of the number of people on a yearly basis that used Yahoo Answers as a means of answering their healthcare question. And someone from the crowd raised their hand and said, Funny story, I actually caught my 11-year-old daughter on Yahoo Answers, pretending like she was a doctor and answering people's questions. And it was just like, wow, you know, this is like what we have decided is okay as like a species that we're going to crowdsource from literally anybody uh, information about your health to make these like literally do or die decisions, you know, at the moment in which you're sick. It's kind of just just insane to hear that, you know, as you're kind of talking about the problem. And then to your point about the helping, I, mean, I really appreciate you saying that. Actually, when um, anyone comes to Bowie during the onboarding session, we actually give them a placard and they load a picture that we print out of who they go to work for because it's, it's like super personal to us. You know, like every line of code that we push, every new design that we, we have, every new feature, it's not only helping, you know, the millions of people who are coming to Bowie, it literally has direct effect on potentially our own family members who get sick. And so, you know, one of the moments for me that was like, I, I'll never forget was uh, probably about four years into building Bowie, right before our direct consumer launch in 2017. Uh, my aunt got sick, um, had to go to the hospital. I called her son, my cousin. Why didn't you call me for help? And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I buoyed it. And like, we figured out what to do. And it was one of those things where like, you know what, no matter what happens to the company, you know, we go under, I can make zero money off this thing. It's totally okay. Cause built something that like helped my family members. And as long as this was on some server somewhere, you know, we're going to be able to help a lot of people. And anyways, um, it really helps me get out of bed every morning. Yeah. It's well, what's, what's interesting too. So we've had a lot of guests on the podcast and I can't try everyone's product right and, and some are more complicated for me to try than than others right i actually use the uh, the covid uh like symptom checker that when you guys rolled it out uh during the summer there was a phase i went through where i'm sure a lot of people in, in the us and beyond went through where if i had a sniffle i thought i had it right especially being in in boston at the time going to the grocery store, right? It was definitely in a very crowded area. Um, it, uh, it, it was very helpful to know that 
no, you don't have it. Like it, you, you would really point out if you, if you're, if uh, in uh, in Bowie, if you need to go consult a doctor, you know, face to face. Um, and I, and I never got to that point. So um, it was very nice to know that uh, maybe it's just in my head also too. I, I feel like that's another added benefit, right? Like some people that um, I'm not a hypochondriac, but it was very helpful. It gave me peace of mind to know that um, these are, those are very minor. It is not a sign of, of COVID. Yeah, no. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that, Jared. It's nice to see you. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely super helpful before, before we kind of wrap up a little bit and, and for the audience too, to let them know, this is, this is our intro podcast with you, right? So we're getting to know you, we're getting to know Bowie. And the, the goal is to have you and other members of your team on throughout the course of the year, covering certain uh, areas that are really directly focused. This is just a, a broad overview of the company and yourself, but I'd like to wrap up on learning a little bit about what you're most excited for in terms of Bowie in 2021. Yeah. So I would say that um, maybe to take a quick step back before I answer your question directly, Jared, our whole hypothesis is that um, healthcare has never really worked as a uh, as an efficient marketplace because of the level of uncertainty people have on the demand side as a patient in terms of what part of the supply side, doctors, pharmacies, et cetera, they should be going to. I kind of talked about that at a high level when I you know um, kind of previewed this the idea of the sidewalk, right? And that uncertainty kind of breaks up into these two chunks. There's like the uncertainty about clinically what's most appropriate. You know, I, as a layperson, don't really understand whether this doctor versus this doctor is the right one, whether I should go to a doctor at all. Should I just stay at home and do nothing? Should I go to the CVS and pick up an over-the-counter medication? That's really hard for people to figure out. And on top of that, though, is the, un the insurance uncertainty and like the cost and payment un uncertainty. We always felt that if you address the payment and cost uncertainty without addressing the clinical uncertainty, it wouldn't be enough for a particular marketplace to work. So that's why we've focused our first, you know, four to five years of development purely on the clinical side of like solving that component of it. And now as we, you know, to answer your question and turning to 2021, I think the basic understanding of buoy is like, oh, you're a symptom checker. This, the symptom checker is really, that early focus was so that we could solve the uncertainty from a clinical perspective. But now we, that we have that part you know, squared away, the next step is turning from a symptom checker into a true marketplace. A marketplace that understands your clinical context, your insurance context, and then like actually helps you in the transaction into getting care. So, you know, when we think about, you know, what Airbnb has done for, um, you know, your spare bedroom, what Uber has done for your spare backseat, what DoorDash has done for restaurant delivery. When I think about healthcare, uh, healthcare has never had that truly efficient marketplace. And so that evolution for, for Bowie again, from being something that you would look at and say like, oh, it's a symptom checker into being something that is truly a marketplace, a marketplace that can navigate is, is what I'm most excited about for 2021. And what that means more tactically is when you're sick and you're coming to Bowie, we wanna be able to actually help you in the full on transaction of healthcare 
all the way into you getting better and everything kind of in between, right? Whether that be how you pay for it, like, you know, um, what happens with your insurance, how you physically get there, which type of doctor do you go see, uh, the follow-up to your visit to make sure that you actually got better, you know, all of that. So, um, you know, that's what I, I'm really jazzed about is that, we, you know, we spent so much time thinking about the clinical side for so long. And all of that was a foundation for what we think is essential for that marketplace. And now it's kind of the next step, step is, which is to actually build said marketplace. Exciting. Yeah. And I definitely want to, just for that purpose alone, right. There's, there's many other reasons, but I, that's why I'd love to have you and other members of your team back on. So we can kind of go through kind of the, the evolution of, uh, of Bowie. I mean, you guys have already evolved so much uh, from, from day one, when I, I first learned about you to now and, um, Thank you for everything that you've done and continue to do. And we look forward to, to tracking the progress of the company and staying in touch. So thanks again for being a guest. Yeah, looking forward to it, Jared. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.